Hey folks, a quick programming note before we start. It's a quick thank you, and it's good news. On last week's episode, I talked about uh, having a clean rating for the feed. Uh, The public feed lets anybody listen to it at all, with a few cuss words bleeped out. And thanks to your wise advice, we can keep that going, and we can add a whole new benefit for donors who support this show on Patreon. Stuff stays the same, and there's one exciting new thing. Because this main feed that has the main episodes is going to stay exactly the same. And starting today, donors will get another download of the show with all the words left in, no bleeps, in their bonus feed. It's an extra thing I can give people for donating. I'm really excited about it. And I think it meets anybody's needs for exactly how they want the content to work. And if you're not a donor yet, and that sounds like an exciting option for you, visit sifpod.fun. You can get that, and you can back this entire podcast operation. And hey, enjoy the show. Microwave ovens, known for humming sound. Famous for humming sound. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why microwave ovens are secretly incredibly fascinating. Hey there, folks. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Two amazing guests join me this week. Joey Clift is a comedian, television writer, and award-winning short filmmaker. He's also the creator of The Meme of the Summer, Antifa Garfield. That's right, Antifa Garfield. And I recommend his Twitter account in particular for that last one. Joey's account is at Joeytainment, if you want to see, uh, again, the meme of the summer. And then Eli Uden is a fantastic stand-up comedian and is one of the co-hosts of an amazing podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. And please support WATBA, as I call it by its acronym, on Patreon. And uh, just please check them out in general. It's one of my favorite weekly audio things. Again, that title is What a Time to Be Alive. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Catawba, Eno, and Shakori peoples. Acknowledge Joey recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino, Ortongva, and Chumash peoples. Acknowledge Eli recorded this on the traditional land of the Lenape and Canarsi peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about microwave ovens, a medium-sized appliance and misunderstood marvel that we had a lot of fun talking about. So please sit back or stand directly in front of your microwave, watching the sensual, languorous rotation of the turntable thingy. And either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Joey Clift and Eli Uden. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Joey Clift, Eli Uden, thank you so much for for being on the show and doing it. This is great. Oh no problem. It's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, same. Yeah, this is this is super fun. Uh, just immediately before we started recording, we were talking about uh, whether it's okay to wave at each other at the end of Zoom calls, and that was a delightful conversation. So yeah, I'm excited excited to hang out yeah. with you guys. 
a delightful conversation that the, the listeners will never hear. It's uh, locked away in the vault. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Vaulted away. Yeah, and we're not going to talk. Super secret Patreon. We're not going to talk <laughs> about where we landed on if it's okay to wave at the end of Zoom calls. That's just, that's uh, into the ether. <laughs> I've been doing the classic mime exit where I r- pretend that I'm on a flight of stairs or an escalator. Uh, and I just descend out of my Zoom uh, window and then disconnect and then never <laughs> speak to any of those people again. I just completely cut off contact. I do a lot of, uh, I, I'll like fly off frame like Superman. Like I'll put my, <laughs> I'll put my hands up in the air and then just fall out of my chair, <laughs> yeah. which uh, hurts a little bit every time because I'm in my thirties, but like, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'll do it for the bit. It's worth it. Yeah. A complicated system of pulleys in your room to, to lift you out of frame. Just... Oh yeah. 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 It's great. Right. A regional production of Peter Pan sold the stuff <laughs> and now you <laughs> yes. are putting it to use. Yeah. Look, they're not using it. Theater lives on. <laughs> um, Topic today is the microwave oven, and every episode starts with me asking the guests, hey, what's your relationship to or opinion of the topic of, uh, you know, the microwave oven? What's it been in your life? Close friends. Uh, <laughs> especially in New York, it's, uh, I think it's a pillar of all of our diets here. Um, you know, not a lot of us making a lot of confections in a traditional oven. So near and dear to my heart, I would say the microwave oven. Yeah, it's always there. I'm conditioned to listen for its ding, and that tells me that it's time for my slop, and I eat my little dish, and then I go to bed, and that's my life. So, you know, I, I do love the microwave oven. I, I feel like I've had a, uh, an interesting relationship with microwave ovens uh, throughout my life. I'm somebody that I've got no cooking ability, so most of my meals, when I was like in my 20s, were definitely like made via the microwave oven. Now I live in the uh, the true gala palace that is Los Angeles, so I've got a regular oven. So I, you know, even if I make a microwave dinner, I tend to like, you know, really class up the joint and put it in an actual oven, which is, you know, I think worth the wait. Um, but uh, there are two interesting things with me in microwave ovens. I I was a really picky eater when I was younger, but one meal that I really loved was microwaving tuna fish out of the can, mm, which. Uh, I haven't done smells a hot tuna. awful. Yeah, it's hot tuna. Yeah, hot tuna. Yeah, heated, heated tuna is what I would call it. Which <laughs> even saying that as an adult, I'm like, oh, that sounds gross. What was my problem? Yeah, tuna fish's odor is not great from from the start, from the jump, and then to heat it up does not improve it. But at yeah, at microwave, and it just it really just made it dry, which like. Like, it didn't add taste to it. It just dried it out. Yeah. Which, like, if you want a good, good warm, dry tuna, boy, can I not recommend microwaving a can of tuna enough. And then, uh... Just the, another... just the diet of a cat that's been a good girl. <laughs> like, hot, dry tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just... I, mean, I think that that's what I realized, is, like, oh, I basically was just a cat when I was, like, 10 years old. <laughs> um, but, uh... And then, uh, other than that... I, like just being in the Los Angeles alt comedy scene, um, there's like a comedy bit that I've always wanted to do, kind of like with that would have involved a microwave. That's been my like Moby Dick white whale, and for the longest time it was uh, like. And for context, LA comedy can get kind of crazy, especially if you're doing shows after midnight. Like I've seen people drink their own pee on stage for comedy bits, where mm. the framing device is just yeah. like. Like, Frasier from Frasier drinks his own pee or whatever. So, with that in (laughs) mind, I've always thought it'd be funny to do a bit where you just, like, put a microwave on stage and put a bunch of metal in it and turn it on. (laughs) And, uh, And, like, I did a lot of research. It wouldn't explode. It would just spark up a little bit. And the framing device 
that I figured out for that was just like, it was like, Mr. Magoo can't tell the difference between his dishwasher and his microwave or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, an extremely expensive bit, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have cost me $20 at a thrift store. Yeah. Uh, and I kept on pitching it to comedy theaters, and the response that I always got was, no, you maniac. <laughs> so, you know. Why don't you drink pee like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, this why is don't you crazy. Some of, that, some of that good, normal, <laughs> what if Fraser Crane drank his own pee bits? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I haven't done that bit yet, but, uh, you know, someday. Yeah, you got to kind of hope it's not, like, the greatest bit you've ever done, because then you do have to start purchasing a lot of microwaves very quickly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's going to add up. I just go to the thrift store and they just know me by name because I'm always the guy that comes in and buys 40 microwaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here comes Mr. Wave. He needs his guy. He needs his stuff. That's my, my worry would be that the bit gets so popular that it becomes my thing. And it's just like I get a Comedy Central special that's just like Joey and his wacky microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the microwave is central in your Netflix cover art. It's like, really, people are like, what is this? Why? <laughs> Although I do kind of like a bit that's like, I'm Gallagher, but instead of smashing things with a sledgehammer, I just microwave it. <laughs> yeah. Tech Gallagher. High tech Gallagher. Yeah, high tech Gallagher. That's fun. I mean, maybe, that's, maybe, that's, maybe that's the new me. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. You dress up like a Tron character with LEDs all over a bodysuit and just microwave yeah. metal <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, I'm Daft Punk Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, this has stopped being a podcast about microwaves and started being a writer's room for my Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're giving the ideas away for free. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I expect an executive producer credit. So. Yeah. Well, now that we now that we have our credits locked in on every episode of this show, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics, and we get those in a segment called "Stats Away." Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that name was submitted by at Marharstar. We're going to have a new name for this segment every week, submitted by listeners like you. Uh, make them as silly and wacky as possible. The less good, the better. Submit your name for the numbers and statistics segment to SIFpod on Twitter or to SIFpod at gmail.com. I missed it. Could you do it again? <laughs> Could you please? I mean, my warm-up process takes hours, but yeah, I guess we can do it. Yeah. Seven hours of practice later. <laughs> okay, hit it, Alex. <laughs> Just the classic improv thing of making someone do something that makes them miserable for comedy. Just over and over. Mm. Stats the way, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Like weeping, really uncomfortable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but and, uh, so by the numbers, just a couple interesting microwave oven things. First number here is 90%. And that is the percent of U.S. households with a microwave, according to Popular Mechanics. There, which is as, about as ubiquitous as I expected. I almost thought it would be more than ninety percent. Yeah, like everybody has one, right? When you break that down to like a nine out of ten, it's almost it does almost seem low. That I think if I talked to somebody and they didn't have a microwave, yeah. I'd be quite confused. Yeah, I wonder, like the people that don't have microwaves, is there, like, is it? Is it a, you know, in some cases, I'm sure it's a resources thing, but in some cases, is it a, like, I just don't believe in them? <laughs> like, somebody that just, like, doesn't trust microwaves? Yeah, I feel like it is that a little bit. Or or the people who are like, oh, it, you know, the people who are still like, it it takes out all the nutrients or something, you know, like like these, you're in Los Angeles, the, the moon juice crowd, you know, that thinks the microwave is, is, is making their food useless. My weird microwave story, if I have one, is that, when I like first moved to LA, I didn't have a place yet and was staying in an Airbnb. 
And the owner of it like showed me around and they were like, okay, and then this is here and this is there and I like this, don't use the microwave. <laughs> and like stared me deeply in the eyes about it. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, I would take it out if I could, but it's bolted into the, the cabinets, don't use it. I was <laughs> like, while you're, while, you're, while you're here, I can't use it. And they just wanted me to never use it at all. And then went into a monologue about like, I do believe in science, I do believe in vaccines, I'm not crazy. But they were like, concerned super specifically about the microwave. And then I didn't feel comfortable using it the whole rest of the day. They, they went on a vaccine thing because of the microwave? Um, they're like for vaccines, said? they said. They're, they're like, no, I believe in vaccines. Like, I'm, I, science is real. Climate change is real. Microwaves. I believe in vaccines. I just don't believe in microwaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That definitely doesn't make you sound less weird at all. That's a really weird way for them to try to prove that they're normal. Yeah. Is to go on a, a medicine rant because they don't. So it's, it seems like the microwave probably did work fine. They were just like, they were an anti-micro person. It was some kind of concern about uh, overall like immune system health. And, and they were worried that bom- being bombarded by the rays, even though that doesn't happen, would, uh, you know, like mess him up. And so they were like, just never use it at all. I don't want any loose microwaves in the air when you're done here and I come back. Like it, it was a very strange experience. Yeah. Was there ever a point living in that Airbnb where you just heard a loud pounding on your wall and that person's voice screaming, are you thinking about using the microwave in there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's the thing, like, because it's, it's an L.A. one. So, like, they were in the main house and I was in, like, a guest shed behind it. But if it was any sort of denser city, they would have been, like, probably monitoring me because the waves could get through. Yeah. It's, like, poked (laughs) on your window with a stick. (laughs) You hear, like, an air raid siren, and they're like, that's my microwave alarm. (laughs) That's just the, that's instead of a beep when the time is up, it's just, yeah, full air raid siren. And they come running in, and they're like, did you use the microwave? (laughs) I told you. I warned you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching like a lot of that show Dark the on Netflix like and the, so I'm just like locked in on that as as part of the the microwave is it you know an an essential part of this Gordian knot of like time travel where they're like please do not use the microwave and if you do <laughs> everything starts unraveling like just just whole <laughs> family lines disappear like it was like everything hinged on you not using the microwave <laughs> and the guy was like well how else am i supposed to heat my hot pockets <laughs> yeah i guess i'll just have wet tuna like an <laughs> idiot <laughs> oh that's great and we got a, a next number here the number is three thousand dollars and that's the dollar cost of the first commercial microwave in 1947 that was the first year that it was sold to people. And that was $3,000 in like old money, which is actually like $35,000 today to get a microwave. Wow. Yeah. That's like a supercomputer level. Yeah. <laughs> punch card operated. It's very funny to think when, when obviously that was like the first commercially available microwave because A, they're so ubiquitous now, but also microwaves now because we're so used to them. They have such a kind of reputation as like lazy food that... Yeah, You know, like if you microwave something, it's like, I don't really have time. I know it's not going to be as good as if I cooked it. But for them, they had this, you know, unbelievably expensive, probably some very rich person, some Rockefeller. And they're like, you know, I like I think they probably had people over. They're like, we're going to all have microwave dinners tonight. And then everyone came over and was eating like like dry meat and being like, wow, science is incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is just like poor quality meal that. 
is the bleeding edge of science for them. Yeah. <laughs> what I really want to see is the first microwave oven, the first person that was like, we're going to microwave our full turkey for Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> they put a full turkey into the microwave. <laughs> yeah. It kind of explodes a little bit because that's what happened if you put something like that in your microwave and they just scrape turkey meat off the roof of the microwave and they're yeah. like, dinner is served. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it is scraping the meat off the walls. It's like a stir fry. It just kind of get mix it all up in there <laughs> yeah and then it's essentially like yeah it's just like dried like turkey jerky <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and also like both for technological reasons but also i think because that's what people are used to like we'll have linked on patreon a picture of this first microwave it was called the radar range and like it it kind of looks like a real oven like i could see somebody sticking a turkey in it because it was the size of a refrigerator almost six feet tall and weighed over 700 pounds and like it looks like a giant industrial like how do I cook four turkeys at once kind yeah. of machine, even though it's just a microwave that's old. Yeah, it looks like a confectionery oven or something. It, it definitely looks like part of a uh, like a restaurant setup, and not not something you'd have in your home in any sort of situation. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's something that's like worth thinking about too. Is like they didn't have like. I assume that when the first microwave was invented, microwave dinners weren't a thing, right? Like, they didn't have the, like, yeah. put this plastic thing in and poke it three times and lift the film or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, people were probably microwaving, like, anything that you would put in an oven. So, like, people are probably microwaving, like, cake and sh and they're like, ooh, like, let's stir up this cake batter and put it in the microwave. There we go. Yum, yum. <laughs> Yeah, that was during a time where even when desserts were cooked correctly, it was like a, a, a jello with hot dog pieces in it. So they were just like, everything we eat tastes awful regardless. So this is all fine. We haven't figured out food totally yet. So they were like, oh, sound tastes the same to me. Cooked, uh, cooked not at all evenly where like the inside is burned but the outside is soggy yeah. normal for me yeah they're like it's better than salted meats before we just ate long strips of salted meats and this is this is better also with like how nice microwave food can get another number here is $514.63 which is the US dollar cost of as far as i can tell the world's most expensive microwave dinner ever uh, $514.63. It was rolled out in 2013 by British microwave dinner company Charlie Bigham. Uh, and it's a dinner called a Swish Pie, which is like a microwave dinner version of salmon, scallops, oysters, lobster tails poached in Dom Perignon, uh, truffles, caviar, and then an edible 24 karat gold garnish. Uh, and just like a tray that you stick in the microwave. Yeah, I'm looking at this photo and it's not, not looking great, I would say. The swish pie. <laughs> you know, you could think, oh, that's probably just going to be like a very expensive microwave dinner. And those tend to be not the best quality. But I feel like a $500 microwave dinner, they probably did some insane like, you know, cooking thing where it's like specifically designed where microwaving is the best way to create this meal for it to taste the best. So I'm sure it probably tastes really good. The other side of me is... Wow, $500 for a microwave dinner definitely makes me relate to all those people that want billionaires to be guillotined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of wealth inequality out there that somebody's like, yes, $500 for a microwave dinner. That sounds good. <laughs> so this is, yeah, this is the billionaire microwave dinner. And they're like, they're like, I'm just like a regular person. I don't always cook. Sometimes I have a simple $500 microwave dinner of 
of poached lobster tails, and that's normal for me as well. Like that's how they connect. <laughs> yes, and, and a delectable gold nougat in the middle for dessert. <laughs> num num num. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is one thing that I don't. That they've done this with a couple different foods, and you see these news stories, and everyone's like, "Have you seen it? The thousand dollar hamburger." And it's always just gold leaf. It's always just 24 karat edible yeah. gold leaf where they're just clearly kind of just like spiking the price, you know, where it's like, you know, if somebody's like, it's a thousand dollar hamburger. And then it's just like, oh, well, it's you just covered it in gold. Like this very weird <laughs> Bond villain strategy of like, why is it so expensive? Oh, you just put a lot of gold in it for some reason. <laughs> I, w- I want to take this moment to announce my uh, new product. It's the thousand dollar mcchicken sandwich where i just take a mcchicken sandwich and staple a thousand dollars to it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm also launching a food it's just a gold ingot with a barbecue dipping sauce cup that you can just suck barbecue <laughs> sauce off of this gold ingot and it's one of the most expensive meals you can have so uh did we just come up with a new restaurant craze <laughs> yeah it's fondue but it's gold <laughs> yeah, we, just dip, we just dip chocolate gold in chocolate and... uh-huh, just a bubbling forge in the middle of your table where you can dip any sort of thing that you want in there you can dip food you can dip yeah. dip people who are a threat to your claim to the throne you drop them in there and boil them up in some gold yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a that's an actual game of thrones murder right like that's in the show and the books yeah. and stuff yeah yeah they yeah. <laughs> yeah they pour it up all over his head he does not go well for the man when yeah. he's having the molten gold poured into his <laughs> brain and, and head i wa- uh, i really want to see like if Game of Thrones was based in the 1940s, the classy way to execute somebody is to microwave them. <laughs> Just put somebody in a giant microwave. Yeah, that's their version of the brazen bull. <laughs> throw someone in a huge microwave in the town square. I mean, that'd be definitely a grisly way to go. But even since it's that era, even the person being killed is like, what a miracle of science! Like, they're still excited about <laughs> progress. <laughs> Yeah, just like wow. Just, yeah, like if this was fifty years ago, we would have to guillotine people. But now <laughs> we are we're able to, to give them the relatively painless death of the microwave. <laughs> yeah. We'll be on the moon in twenty nine years. I can feel it. And then they pop like a gerbil. Just... <laughs> and we've got three takeaways on this episode uh, that that we can get into here. Takeaway number one: microwaves don't work how people think they work. There's like a there's like a surprising number of myths about how they cook food and what they do to it and the safety stuff about it. Like we all have and we've talked about a few of them like preconceptions about the microwave. Let's bust them. Let's bust some myths. Here we go. Okay, so I I feel like I always hear that they cook food from the inside out. Am I an idiot? <laughs> Alternate title for this podcast. Am I an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is that's like kind of true, but the 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 first thing we have here is like how microwave ovens cook food. Yeah, I'd like to guess. Can I guess? Oh yeah, go ahead. I think I know, but I might also be an idiot. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? It is from the inside out. I, I, I thought it was. Part of it is that it makes the, the 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 moisture inside the food. It's like vibrate very quickly and turns the kinetic energy into heat. That's why stuff tends to dry out. That's how they. That's how they cook food. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a genius. <laughs> 
who read about microwaves once. That's sort of my specialty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they technically don't add any heat. They add energy, and then the energy becomes heat. Yeah. Oh, got it. And, uh, and then with the inside out thing, uh, we'll link to a video by the Thomas Jefferson National Accelerator Laboratory in Newport News, VA. According to their video, microwave ovens use a standing wave, which is a thing where the microwave doesn't travel, it just oscillates in one place. And so what happens is inside your microwave, there are parts of the wave that are moving a lot and parts of the wave that are very steady and almost not moving at all. And so the moving parts add more energy and the steady parts add less energy. So it's from the inside out because like the inside of your food might be in a hot spot. But otherwise, it's just kind of unevenly heating uh, everything. Oh, that makes sense. That's why they spin. That's why that's why everything spins in there. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah, as they're like, eh, if, we, if, we, if it moves enough, eventually it'll get into that spot that's heating it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's a, a, a universal microwave experience is just hitting that kind of like ice cold rock in the middle of whatever you're eating. Where you're like, oh, okay, the microwave I just didn't get here, I guess. I have a microwave question, a microwave experience question for both of you. Um, I feel like when I used to eat a lot of microwave food, there's always that warning of like, let cool for 60 seconds, um, you know, like, like for, for microwave pizza or whatever. And when I was in college, I would always count to like 20 and then think to myself, that's probably fine. Take a bite of whatever the thing is and then just burn the F out of myself. Is that a universal experience? <laughs> and I did this multiple times, not just the one time. Did you guys do that? I've made that mistake, but now what I do is I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stick my finger in like a, like a mischievous boy trying to get a, a, a bite of pie from a windowsill. I just poke <laughs> my finger in to test the heat throughout. And that way, if I burn my finger, I only look a little bit like an idiot when I pull my finger out and go, ow. <laughs> we all see a microwave instruction where it says, like, wait a minute or two, and then microwave it some more. And then we're, like, mad. And the, with the way microwaves cook food, uh, and we're linking off to good housekeeping for this, apparently water and fats are some of the things that are excellent at kind of conducting the microwave energy. Uh, but ice is not so good at it. So a lot of times when they say, wait a minute or two, it's so the ice can melt more, and so you can ultimately get a more evenly cooked, uh, more more effectively cooked piece of microwave food. Uh, but none of us want to wait, so we just run them through ice, and then then we get bad food. That's yeah. So I guess it's like because it's a solid, it's harder to vibrate efficiently or something. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. This explains a lot of why it's so difficult for me. Uh, who my only source of water is microwaving large chunks of ice that I find. <laughs> so it does take quite a while. And also with, with metal in a microwave, I feel like it's like a semi-myth that you just shouldn't put metal in a microwave no matter what. The actual thing is that... Yeah, you should for, you should for comedy. You should for comedy right. bits. Is that you should do bits. Mm -hmm. No, it's that uh, it's like partly dangerous uh, and also it's kind of pointless to do it. And also a lot of the things that we put in microwaves uh, have metal in them. Like it is another good housekeeping thing. They say that, quote, believe it or not, many packaged microwavable foods rely on metal for a variety of functions. In popcorn bags, metal susceptors help promote a thorough popping. Uh, susceptors are also used in microwavable pizza packaging. And then a hot pocket sleeve has a metal lining yeah. that's super, super smooth in a way where it won't catch on fire. It'll actually like help the thing cook in the microwave. So we're putting metal in the microwave like all the time. Yeah, the crisping sleeve. Yeah. I was going to say, or you know, if, you, if you're a fan of microwavable pizzas, Mama Celeste has a little, a little crisping disc they're they're pioneering it. They're making big moves in the putting metal in the microwave space. <laughs> yeah, 
My heroes. <laughs> According to Wired, they say that at a microscopic level, metals are a lattice arrangement of atoms with a bunch of electrons flowing through them. So the really dangerous metal in a microwave is something like a fork where there's a bunch of sharp edges and weird corners to the structure of the metal. So then the electrons have reason to jump back and forth. And then you get sparks and fires and, and burn your house down. I thought they were saying that the sharp edges on the fork were dangerous. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you mean just a fork? <laughs> yeah. Forks are dangerous to put in the microwave because they've got four points on them, and they can stab yourself putting it in there if you're not careful. Yeah. Don't get so excited about your hot pocket that you accidentally stab yourself on that sharp fork. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's the cla- that is the classic like metal goof. Like the, the blooper that you do is like. Someone who's tired, like throwing, you know, a bowl of whatever in the microwave with a fork in it and then just absolutely torching their microwave, you know, like uh, that. That's that. That's the classic one where it's like one of these things is like, like sometimes metal is OK in microwaves. But then, you know, the, the actual takeaway once you read the article is like, OK, metal that's supposed to go in microwaves is all right, but it's definitely not <laughs> definitely not recommended. So you say that putting one fork in a microwave accidentally is a classic blooper. But just going back to my bit, what if you put a ton of forks in a microwave on purpose? That's got to be more funny by the more forks you put in there, That's right? That's math. That's simple math. Yeah, it's just got comedy math. Mm-hmm. It should be three forks, actually. I don't know if you're familiar with the rule of threes, but microwaving yeah, yeah, three right. forks like- is comedic. <laughs> the most the funniest. And you have just, this is your bit. It becomes so famous that you do it three nights a week, every week. And you just have like massive tumors on your microwaving arm because of, like <laughs> <laughs> you have like massive goiters everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a uh, 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 part of this bit was I was going to ask for an audience volunteer to press start on the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was going to be standing behind like a lead shield with like a surge protector, so if it catches fire, I can turn the surge protector <laughs> off. So yeah. don't worry, I figured out the version of this bit where I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's also that we we have one more like myth about how microwaves work, and it's basically the myth that you're not safe near a microwave because that's that's the fun bit is you get huge tumors from this comedy show but in real life uh like basically every source i can find says that you're safe being near your microwave as long as the door works and as long as the door is not like broken or latching funny or something like that Uh, they have a bunch of shielding on them they have a bunch of safeguards so they don't run with the door open Uh, and according to uh, scientific american they asked university of florida professor david e hinton lang and he said that microwaves could affect your tissue in a similar way to food if they were able to escape the microwave oven in a really large quantity. Uh, but the modern ones are designed that that just can't happen unless something's wrong with the door. So you're okay. You can just like hang out in the kitchen while your microwave's running. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go microwave some of the door open as soon as we're done here. <laughs> check it out. That way you can just warm yourself on the microwave. <laughs> like, look, I know it gets cold in the winter in New York. I think that's a good way to like heat up your yeah. pizza as well as to, to keep yourself warm. My pizza. It's the most New York thing that I could possibly. My daily pizza. <laughs> yeah. My pizza rations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your, your daily pizza covered in delicious hot dogs. Yeah, since since quarantine, we all line up actually, and the, we have uh, we just get our pizza rations for the day. Yeah, Mayor de Blasio just slops pizza into people's hands. <laughs> yeah. Get three slices a day. I share them with my, my beleaguered children, one of whom has polio, and we all split our Look, pizza. I've been to New York. Rations. I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
Next thing here is a big trumpet sound for a big takeaway. Before that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like, like really quiet. And try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. And also, uh, just one more thing with the microwave safety. This is from Timothy J. Jorgensen, who's a professor and health program director at Georgetown University. He says, quote, the leakage standards for modern microwave ovens are so stringent that your candy bar is safe from melting even if you tape it to the outside of the oven's door. Which is a fundamental picture. Uh, And it also takes us into takeaway number two. The microwave oven was invented by mistake, and it was through a military accident. And that whole story might be a myth. We're not totally sure. Uh, I know that's a long takeaway, but there's a fun story about the microwave being invented. Uh, It happened through military research. Also, there's a pretty good source saying it might be made up. So we're going to get into that story was it a weapon i heard that it was something like you know the government's testing a weapon or you know a military death ray or probably realistically it was like microwave communication or something yeah and i isn't the story that somebody had like a meat pie in their jack in their in their like lapel pocket (laughs) and then they like after they tested it they like lifted the meat pie out and they were like this pie is cooked all the way through or something and it's in their jacket pocket so they're also like my heart hurts <laughs> just dying <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like more or less the story yeah uh, it's specifically a guy named Percy Spencer uh, who was a self-taught oh, of course it is <laughs> absolutely it's a guy named Percy Spencer I, th- I thought you were going to say a guy named Micro Wave <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael Wave <laughs> And uh, he was a self-taught engineer and physicist and and member of the Navy. Uh, And then he joined up with the folks at Raytheon in the 1920s. Uh, Raytheon is a a military production company. And uh, by 1939, he was the head of their radar tube division. Um, And the way radar works is uh, basically bouncing radio waves off of objects to locate them. And so his job was to make their... Uh, cavity magnetrons work better. And a cavity magnetron is the main like part that helps them shoot uh, these waves. Uh, and then he was standing next to one that he was trying to make uh, run much more powerfully with a peanut cluster bar in his that pocket. Was it. And it melted. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, I've accidentally cooked something. Look at that. 
yeah. more or less what you said, just as the candy bar instead of meat is basically the the upshot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said like he said like oh my like loose ham that I keep in my pocket, <laughs> my my ham for later. <laughs> Instead, it's just this weird old school candy treat that's just like peanut clump. <laughs> that that makes sense because, like, especially like a candy bar, there is kind of like a metal foil in the wrapping. So yeah, that that I believe that I I'm choosing to believe that that's fact. That's how facts work, right? I'll, I'll yeah, allow. Yeah, that's how facts work, right? <laughs> I can choose to believe what facts I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, mm. and it was weird researching this because like. That's what Popular Mechanics says. That's what the American Physical Society says, which is like a big organization for physicists. And then uh, that Georgetown professor, his book is called Strange Glow, The Story of Radiation. He says that's what happened. Like it's it's basically everyone says that they were trying to make radar work better in World War II to beat the Germans. And then a guy accidentally cooked his candy bar in the process and realized it could be microwave oven technology. Because within a year, Raytheon was selling that first huge microwave. Raytheon invents. That's very funny that Raytheon invented the microwave. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's actually kind of lucky that he had a candy bar in his pocket that he could see melt because if he didn't, they might have just been like, well, this works great. And then they would just like immediately put it into use. And right. like that's when everybody would have goiters forever. <laughs> Everyone that went to war would have these microwave injuries because they didn't know that it actually cooked you. Yeah, because also a few of the sources write it up as like, as he was building up to lunch, he checked on the candy bar in his pocket. And I'm like, was his lunch just a candy bar? Like, yeah. is he okay? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions about like, yeah, like oh. that guy at that point had just given up on, he'd given up on everything. He's probably going through a divorce. Like, and he was just like, this candy is the only, this candy is my lunch and the only thing I have. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like, a, that's such like, a, it feels like such a slice of old, like old American worker right. life. You know, like strong unions, and he's just like, at lunch I get to have a candy bar. <laughs> like that's like his big treat. You know, it's like my candy bar and my and my cocaine for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one I have a candy bar, and when I start to crash from that, I have my cocaine. <laughs> I have my uh, big bottle of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also then, so we had these sources saying that's what happened, and then the skeptical sources. Uh, specifically, it's a publication called Spectrum by the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, the IEEE. Uh, it's the world's largest professional organization for these kind of people. Uh, they say that Percy Spencer did lead the way on it, but uh, according to researcher John M. Osipchuk, quote, legends exist about a serendipitous discovery of microwave cooking by Percy Spencer. All of his subordinates remember the discovery as a gradual process involving chance and deliberate observations by many individuals uh, end quote that like they say it was just an on-purpose science experiment to come up <gasps> with microwaving and, yeah. and it's yeah. totally normal it's not fun so yeah you dorks bunch of nerds trying yeah. to ruin our fun yeah. get out of here <laughs> get out of here with your scientific method that's how microwaves were invented Reese's you know Reese's cups were invented <laughs> when somebody was holding chocolate and somebody was holding peanut butter and they knocked into each other and that's what I choose to believe. <laughs> don't lie, don't don't wreck my my fantasy yeah. here. Yeah, and my that's my my entire belief system is based around that Reese's peanut butter cup story. So don't break the world for me. Yeah, I think <laughs> everything was invented by two people running into each other, holding the pieces. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The microwave was. Uh, that was uh, that scientist was walking to lunch with his uh, thing in his pocket, while another scientist was walking down the hallway with a running open microwave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, 
And yes. they bumped into each other, and he was like, your microwave uh, cooked my candy bar. Your candy bar cooked my microwave. Got my microwave covered in chocolate. <laughs> it was like... He's like, your microwave cooked my candy bar. And the guy's like, your candy bar cooked my microwave. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, we do need to do more experiments. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's yeah. unusual. Both of them are just melting as they have that conversation. Like, weird. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. One, of my, uh, one of my first jobs in Los Angeles is that I was, like, a researcher, writer for, like, a bunch of National Geographic specials. And that's something that I definitely learned in that process is, like, a lot of those, like, cool stories... We're definitely, like, one person trying to make something boring seem way cooler than it is. And it's, like, every single source points back to this one thing. So, like, realistically, I buy that it's probably a bunch of dorks doing an experiment and not the cool version of that. Uh, yeah. Just because I feel like that's just how stuff like this goes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's also just a thing of, like, when stuff like that happens. It's, like, even if it started with that, where it's, like, oh, my chocolate bar got a little melty. And then they're, like, time to do eight weeks of, you know, like double blind experiments to see why but they, they just that's <laughs> right. not fun so they're like yeah it was done they did it and then you know they put the microwave on sale next day like that's just more fun to think of that way <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is science isn't fun yeah science <laughs> is for nerds they kind of make it fun yeah, science is mm -hmm. for dorks that's all dead on because it is like constant labor doing science the the other thing that ieee brings up is quote the idea of heating food with radio waves was not new Bell Labs, General Electric, and RCA had all been working on variations of the technology for a long time, and at the 1933 World's Fair in Chicago, Westinghouse demonstrated a 10-kilowatt shortwave radio transmitter that cooked steaks and potatoes between two metal plates. Uh, and I sent you guys a crazy magazine cover that depicts people enjoying that. Uh, but that was, you know, more than a decade before this Percy Spencer story. All the giant American companies were like, how do we use these waves to cook food? Like, it was not a new <laughs> idea to people. Yeah. Um, so my, my favorite part of that illustration that you sent me is it's clear that the woman sampling that food is forcing a smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's very clear that she does not. She's just like, I got to do this for the guy drawing me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like that this seems to be from, it's from the Radio Experimenters Magazine is the title. Yeah. Which is, An entire periodical. Yeah, that sure is an interest that you could have, I guess. <laughs> As a proud current subscriber of Radio Experimenters <laughs> yeah. Quarterly, how dare you badmouth my favorite magazine? Yeah, I was like, what? I, I was wondering, I was like, what's the publishing schedule of Radio Experimenter Magazine? Is this monthly? How many experiments are there to do? Oh. Oh, it's oh, it's 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 daily. That's a daily. That's a daily rag. Yeah, getting my daily digest from Radio Experimenters magazine. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, like I need updates on all these radio experiments. Yeah. And speaking of experiments, weird microwaves. We have one last takeaway. Takeaway number three. There are several hilariously specific microwave ovens in the world. Uh, people people think they're all that same box thing, but we have a bunch of weird ones here. Uh, and the first one is called the Heinz. Beans a wave, and uh, according to Serious Eats, this was rolled out in 2009 in Britain, uh, and probably only a prototype. I don't know that anyone bought it, but it is a like portable USB powered microwave from the Heinz company, uh, specifically geared toward getting like office workers to microwave packets of beans and eat them in Britain. This is the most British thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> of course, this is from Britain. Like. Are you tired of cold beans for lunch? It's like, <laughs> no, it's not a problem I've ever had. 
it's uh it's also it's the most british thing i've ever heard of but it's also the most on-brand think geek purchasable item that i've ever heard where it's just like oh it's like right up there with like bacon salt that makes everything taste like bacon where it's like who use who would use that who would buy that other than as a weird novelty you know yeah that was everything right. else. Think Geek was like you bought it to show somebody once and be like, "Isn't this weird?" And then you just like put it in a drawer and you're like, "That wasn't worth it." <laughs> Why I got this? It's like I got a I got a waffle iron that makes uh, my waffles look like Jar Jar Binks. That's weird, right? <laughs> and then people are like, "Yeah," and then they're like, "That costs seventy bucks," and they're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, it was fun." I don't know when I'm cutting into my four hundredth Jar Jar Binks shaped waffle. It does. <laughs> begin to grate on my psyche <laughs> but uh oh this little beans wave is so gross <laughs> there's a picture with this like hot little tin of beans in it and it's just like oh you get fired for using this i feel like <laughs> your boss would just be like hey whatever this thing is don't do this please yeah, it's the, the first time in an hr uh meeting where they're like first off What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> We've had some complaints that you're microwaving small packets of beans at your desk. Yeah, yeah with please a, with, don't do that. You're using your you're using our company computer to microwave beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just everything about it would be I, if I if I had like was wor- like my you know next to me at work like a coworker that sat next to me used the beans wave. I think after about three days, I would have to have a conversation and be like you can't do this like, i i wonder this is an audio medium at what point in the conversation we're going to reveal that while we're having this conversation we're all microwaving beans with our beans waves <laughs> <laughs> yeah we took a quick bean break halfway through the episode but, uh, we edited it out so yeah, yeah, yeah you guys didn't hear us yeah alex is editing out a lot of chewing sounds of us eating beans <laughs> eating beans out of our cans of beans that we microwaved hey is it cool if i eat beans during this <laughs> <laughs> another microwave here and oh. this is not being used for food this is a microwave oven that somebody converted into a pc tower and it's from pcpartpicker.com i hope that wasn't a crazy amount of plosives on the mic uh pcpartpicker.com is apparently a site for people to like show off their builds of pcs and somebody spent uh 2500 on parts to then put them into a microwave oven as the tower for their pc and apparently also they rigged it so that the quick start button on the microwave is the PC power button. Uh, so you like quick start your computer like it's a, uh, you know, beans. It's great. Yeah, I like, like you're getting some beans. That's fun. I mean, it's honestly, as someone who has like a gaming PC, like this looks less dumb than most gaming PCs. So it's, <laughs> it's like less obtrusive in your room. My only thing about it is that I can see in it that they have like a fan hooked up, but in general, for building a PC, something that very specifically contains and keeps heat inside is terrible. Like, yeah. it's a really bad decision. <laughs> I assume they planned around it, like I see the fan, but I feel like if you put a PC in the microwave, you wouldn't be able to run it for more than like two minutes because yeah. it would get incredibly hot <laughs> and then <laughs> shut off. Yeah. So, uh, as somebody who went to a lot of like LAN parties in, you know, high school and college, this is de- I was very cool growing up. Um, this is definitely one of those things where like, oh, like the funny guy at the <laughs> LAN party would show up with like a PC where the case is like a cardboard box or like a milk crate or like, yeah, a microwave or something like this. 
So, like, that, this tracks is something that, like, you know, within just kind of, like, gaming culture, I could totally see somebody doing. But, yeah, you're right. Like, what the what the hell? What is what is cooling for this look like? <laughs> so <laughs> like far, I can see one fan, and that doesn't seem like it's going to do a lot. Yeah. Like, something that's <laughs> meant to enclose heat is not what you want a motherboard in. Yeah, yeah. Just immediately fries. Yeah, yeah. That, I hadn't even thought of that. It's like, look at my new computer. No vents. Like, oh, okay, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, she she runs it at a toasty 200 degrees Celsius. It's like completely melting everything. One last last weird microwave here. This is a, it's called the cast oven, and it was built by two researchers from Japan's Keio University. And the hook here is that it is YouTube enabled. And so what happens, according to TechCrunch, is you run the microwave to cook food, and then it's connected to a Mac and has speakers Quote, the main idea is to display a YouTube video whose length depends on the time you need to heat up what's inside the cast oven. Say you want to prepare a lunchbox that takes 3 minutes 30 seconds to be ready. The cast oven would automatically pull a video from YouTube with that length and display it on the screen until the meal is finished. End quote. Yeah. It'll just pull up a, a an appropriate appropriate length uh, Nazi screed from YouTube <laughs> while you make your beans. <laughs> Just yeah, it's like an anti-vax video that's exactly forty-five seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was ready to hate this, but that's kind of cool. I will say, like, you know, I, it's not necessary for sure. But I like, I, I appreciate it as an invention, but it does feel like one of those things of like, I need to be constantly entertained at all times. <laughs> and if there's even a second where I'm alone with my own thoughts, I will die. Kids today don't have that hum we all grew up on, you know. The drone, uh, it's great. What happened to watching the numbers go down? Not enough fun for you kids nowadays? <laughs> watching the magic clock tick down to zero? Doesn't thrill you? <laughs> so yeah, I have a, before we finish up, uh, I have a question for Alex about this episode. Um, are you going to share this episode with the Airbnb guy that hates microwaves? <laughs> <laughs> you could educate him. I should, yeah. yeah. yeah you should email it to him do you remember me from seven years ago you were wrong goodbye (laughs) yeah (laughs) folks that is the main episode for this week my thanks to joey clift and eli uden for taking a spin through microwaves with me Specifically, a very slow spin on a weird plasticky plate under a tiny bulb. Also, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic, Parks Observatory. That is Parks spelled P-A-R-K-E-S. It's a major astronomical observatory in Australia, and it's home to the funniest story about microwave ovens I have ever heard. So visit sifpod.fun to hear about that and back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring microwave ovens with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, microwaves don't work how people think they work. Takeaway number two, the microwave oven was invented by mistake, through a military technology accident, and that story might be a myth. And takeaway number three, there are several hilariously specific microwave ovens out there in the world. 
Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow our guests. Joey Clift always has stuff going on. Social media is the space to find out about it. He is at Joeytainment on Twitter, and he's at Joey Clift on Instagram. Uh, it's Joey Clift with six letter I's in, in the word Clift. I tried to say it right. And then Eli Uden, last name spelled Y-U-D-I-N. Uh, he is on Twitter as at Eli Uden, and he is on Instagram at Chili's Restaurants. And that's not me doing a bit. He got the at Chili's Restaurants handle. You know, it's really him doing a bit, as I say it. And please check out his podcast, What a Time to Be Alive. You can search the name in your app. And they're also on patreon.com slash whatatimepod. And for uh, Joey and Eli things, we have plenty of links on this episode's page at sifpod.fun. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A great article from Popular Mechanics titled The Amazing True Story of How the Microwave Was Invented by Accident, written by Matt Blitz. Also a great book entitled Strange Glow, The Story of Radiation by Georgetown University's Dr. Timothy J. Jorgensen. And then I ought to highlight that article that pushes back on the Percy Spencer story from the middle of the show, because, uh, again, I legitimately don't know which trusted source to believe. That article is from Spectrum, which is the publication of the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, or IEEE. And the title is A Brief History of the Microwave Oven. It's written by Evan Ackerman. And you can find those and more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by the Budos Band. Get more Budos into your life by visiting daptonerecords.com. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. See more of Bert's art on Instagram, at Bert Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. And another thank you here for uh, a website that is helping this podcast get out to more people. The AV Club is a like arts and entertainment site run by the folks at The Onion. It's not satire like The Onion, it's, it's actual information. You probably know the site. And I feel very proud because my show, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, was their top pick for the entire week in their, their long-running Podmass feature, which is pretty much like the main uh, piece of internet journalism covering podcasts. Like, it's the main one. It felt really good to be their pick. I think your enthusiasm as fans did a lot to make it happen at all, you know, because they could, they could see that people were excited. So as much as I'm excited about it, I mainly want to thank you guys because you you made that happen. And I think it grows the whole community around uh, uh, this show and learn about microwave ovens this week, grocery stores last week, and, and other stuff from there. So thank you for that. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all of our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>